he saves. He will take the tide out of the angry waves. He's the master of the sea, with his will obey. Love lifted me, love lifted me, when nothing else could help. Love lifted me, love lifted me, love lifted me, when nothing else would help. Love lifted me. Amen. Do we have another one this morning? Psalms 37. Psalms 37. Let's go to Psalms 37 if we would. Page 11. All right. Page 11. Are we ready? The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. Though he fall, though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. For the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. For the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. Though he fall, though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. For the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. Though he fall, though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. You may be seated. We praise the Lord this morning. We thank those who are joining us in the, on the conference line. And actually, we are streaming live. You can go to the, our Facebook page, hit the link, and go down to today's service. And it should be broadcasting on YouTube. So we're going to see what happens there, by God's grace. Uh, and also, we want to thank those for joining us via the conference line. Uh, we praise the Lord for his opportunities that he gives us. He tells us, he teaches us, he revives us when we need reviving. He blesses us when we need blessing. And you know what? Sometimes he corrects us when we need correcting. And we thank God so much for that love that he shows us. And we want to welcome everybody uh, to an exercise of love. These divine services God shares with us. He teaches us and he blesses us if we are paying attention. So we ask that God would do that for us, that we would be a blessing to those that we will see and the, and the words that we hear will be a blessing to those people as well. So let's join at this time for a word of prayer and uh, ask the Lord to bless us and keep us. Heavenly Father, again, in the name of Jesus, we thank you so much, Lord, for the blessings you've bestowed upon us, even this great day that you've given us to look into your word, and we ask that your spirit would be with us and guide us in your truth. Father, so we may hear and obey, we will learn and understand, and even more than that, we'll be better servants of yours. 
Bless those around the world today who are doing what we're doing, honoring you as the only true and living God. And Father, we ask that you would bless them in their services as well, whether those services will be found in great cathedrals or in living rooms, Father. We ask that your spirit would bless them, Lord. Bless them, Lord, so they may understand your truth. Thank you again for this opportunity. And in the name of Jesus, we ask it. Amen. Amen. We praise the Lord this morning. Where two or three are gathered in my name, I'm in the midst also. And so we're claiming that this morning. Amen. This is always a season of, of moving and grooving and living and moving. Everybody's all over the place. But amen, we thank God for allowing his people to be able to go somewhere. Amen. You know, to have a vehicle to take them somewhere. So we praise God for that. So why don't you, if we would, let's go to the book of Isaiah this day. Isaiah chapter 53. What we're going to look at is this. We're looking at returning to his image. Amen. Returning to his image. But we want to start in the book of Isaiah chapter 53 because it tells us some wonderful, wonderful thing that our Savior did for us. Now let's go over Isaiah chapter 53 in verse 5. It reads, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord had laid on him the iniquity of us all. We've all gone astray. We've all have been... Uh, Sheep did not quite obedient, but Christ came. His life here on earth, his sacrifice here on earth, his resurrection from this earth gave us an opportunity to be reformed into the image of God. Because without that sacrifice, we would have no opportunity. We would be lost forever. But aren't you thankful that God in the, in, in the form of Christ Jesus came to save us from our sins? See, it was this call. It was it was sin that caused Jesus to come. It was sin that caused Jesus to have to die. More specifically, it was the sin of selfishness, the sin of doubt and the sin of ungratefulness. This is what happened. This is what made sin. This is the sins that we are suffering from today that Christ had to come and die for. He had to pay the price for. And if that if we paid the price, it only gave us an opportunity. It didn't assure us of anything. It just gave us an opportunity to be reformed into the image of God. See, uh, although he was, he, the, the heavenly body was prepared just in case, it wasn't God's original plan for us to participate in sin. It wasn't his plan at all. His plan was for we to be in his image for eternity. But they were, they were prepared for it, but it was not what they wanted to happen. If you would please go to Genesis chapter 5. But what happened? See, in the beginning, our parents were created, how? In the image of God. So we're going to uh, uh, Genesis chapter 5. Genesis chapter 5. This is how we were created. And this is where he's trying to get us back to. He's trying to get us to be reformed into his image. And we look in Genesis chapter 5 and verse 1 says, This is the book of the generations of Adam. In the day that God created man, in the likeness of God made he him. Male and female created he them and blessed them and called their name Adam in the day that they were created. So he said he made us in the likeness of God. Did he not? Yes, and he said he made male and female them. 
he made, made him male and female. We talked a little bit about this last night. So we know that the image of God had nothing to do with physical. Because I, you know, quiet as it's kept, males and females look differently. So we know God was not being, uh, trying to make a physical uh, image of himself. Because God is a what? So what, what Adam and Eve had when they said they were in the image of God and the likeness of God, they had the spirit of God and the character of God. And that's what he wanted us to have as a race of, or as, as a, as a, uh, a uh, species, uh, uh, as, as mankind. He wanted us to always have that. And he said, that's my image. And so we, when we saw Adam and when we saw Eve, it was, we saw the likeness of God. See, it was, it was, the image is a likeness of something. It's a representative of something. Uh, it resembles the original. And so God being the original, he made an image. He made us. We were in his image, right? He said in, 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 the, in this case, we have to understand that God being a spirit, he wasn't trying to make a statue of himself. You know, because we, we did get a little later on in the, in the Bible, it says, don't make a graven image. He wasn't trying to make us a graven image. It wasn't about our physical, it was about our character. It was about the spirit that dwelt in us. That's how you get the likeness or the image of God. Now, go to, if you would, Isaiah chapter 14. See, but the image of God is his character, his spirit, it is his way of doing things, it is his way of operation. If we know that, the image of God is this. It is his character. It is his spirit. It is his way of life. It is his way of operating. Okay? That's how Adam and Eve were created. Now, we know something happened, right? See, when our parents fell, the question came, whose image were they in at that point? Now, go to Isaiah. <coughs> Isaiah chapter 14. And here's the answer to that question. Because you're in the image of God or you're not. And we're going to read what the not is. Amen? Amen. He said this. He said in verse 12 of, of Isaiah chapter 14. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground which didst weaken the nations? For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. That's the image of Satan. And so when you look, look at Genesis and see what they did, this is exactly what they did. Because they took on the character and the spirit of the devil. Therefore, we at that point were in the image of who? Of the devil because we were in the image of God but when we went for ourselves we made the choice we went for ourselves we became in the the image of the choice because there's only a cho one choice to make amen now go to Ezekiel we're gonna read a little bit more about this about this image that we were transformed into and God is trying to transform us out of it now amen Ezekiel chapter 28 Ezekiel 28, it reads, it tells us about, uh, it uses two examples, the prince and the king of Tyre. And, 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 but he's always talking to the spirit of these two individuals. Now let's look at this. In, in Ezekiel 28, we'll begin at verse 2. 
Ezekiel chapter 28 and verse 2. It says, Son of man, say unto the prince of Tyrus, Thus saith the Lord God, because thine heart is lifted up. Okay, that's a, that's a characteristic of Satan. Your heart is lifted up, and thou hast said, I am God. Another, another characteristic. Now, think about this. No one in here has ever said the words, I am God. Have we? But when we take on that characteristic, we act as if we said it. That's what Eve did. Eve said, I am God. I want to be like God. Because that was a selling point, wasn't it? You'll be like God, knowing good and evil. Ooh. I am God. She wanted to be God. It, but, you know, it, it, she wanted to have that type of position. She wanted to have that kind of knowledge, right? So when we take on the character of Satan, that's the condition, that's the, that's the position that we take. So we're looking at this description of the spirit or the image of Satan. He said, I sit in the seat of God in the midst of the seas, yet thou art a man and not God, though thou set thine heart as the heart of God. And verse 12 says, Son of man, take up a lamentation upon the king of Tyrus and say unto him, Thus saith the Lord thy God, Lord God, I'm sorry, thou sealest up the sum full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. See, this is why he had this proud heart. As he called it here, he said, your heart was lifted up. Pretty boys. I never had to worry about that. I, I would never that. So I didn't have to get over that. But, but he, was a, he was a pretty boy. He full, he, what did he say? He filled up the sum full of wisdom and beauty and perfect in beauty. Thou hast been in the Eden, been in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was thy covering. The sardis, the topaz, and the diamond, the beryl, the onyx, and the jasper, and the sapphire, and the emerald, and the carbuncle, and gold. The workmanship of thy tablets, tablets and of thy pipes was prepared in thee in the day that thou wast created. Thou art the anointed sheriff that covereth. I have set thee so. Thou was upon the holy mountain of God. Thou hast walked up and down in the midst of the stones of fire. Thou was perfect in thy ways from the day that thou was created till iniquity was found in thee. Thine heart was lifted up because of thy beauty. Thou hast corrupted thy wisdom by reason of thy brightness. I will cast thee to the ground. I will lay thee before kings that they may behold thee. We start seeing this picture, this image of Satan, of the destroyer, of the enemy of souls, the image that we might be reflecting. And this is what we have to understand. We are either being in the image of God or we're not being in the image of God. And we're reading a description of what not the image of God is. See, he was selfish, he was arrogant. Pride, rebellion are all of his attributes. He was great, yes. His character traits of the originator of sin. We're going to go over those one more time. Selfishness, arrogance, pride, rebellion are his key attributes. When we find ourselves in that spirit, whose image are we in? Wrong. The wrong one. <laughs> he said it is also the character of those that are in his image. Go to 2 Timothy. We're going to see the character of Satan personified in these days that we live in. 2 Timothy. If you really want to know what Satan looks like, go to 2 Timothy chapter 3. This is the image of Satan. 
So we don't have to worry about if we are in the image of God or we're in the image of, of, of Satan because he gives us a perfect example, the personification of the spirit of Satan. In, 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 in 2 Timothy chapter 3, we're going to start at verse 2. 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 2. For men shall be lovers of their own selves. First and foremost, an attribute, a characteristic of Satan. When we are lovers of our own selves, covetous. And, you know, this is basically the, the, the it says, lovers of your own self is the, is the A, or the Roman numeral one. Here are the bullet points under that. Covetous, proud, I mean, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, and unholy. This is the character of Satan and those who are in the image of Satan. Okay? And he keeps going. Without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent or uh, 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 intemperate, uh, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure, more than lovers of God. These are the characteristics of Satan and those who are reflecting the image of him. Amen? Amen. So let's keep reading. They have a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. And he tells us from such turn away. See, we know that mankind as a whole is the spitting image of Satan. Splitting, I'm sorry. <laughs> image of Satan. The systems of this world are satanic because they feed and they nurture this type of behavior, don't they? Amen. Whether it be the political system, uh, the religious systems, even the, the, the health hospital systems. Uh, every system developed uh, by Satan feeds into this and it, it produces this type of individual. You have to be a, 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 an arrogant, prideful, covetous person to sit in this seat. You got to be a, a blasphemer, a false accusers, and intemperate to sit in this seat. See, the, the, your job description for Satan co is covered here. You, if you're this, you can be in him. You can work for him. But God says, I'm trying to reform you into the image that I created you to be in. Amen? Amen? Amen. Now, if we, are, we ought to get back. Remember we read in, in Isaiah? See, Christ has given us an opportunity to get back, hasn't he? Yes. And we should take advantage of this opportunity. Amen. It didn't have to happen, but it did. We should take advantage of the opportunity to be reformed into the image of God. Amen? Amen. Now, if you would, go to Genesis. Back to Genesis. Yeah, yeah. That form of godliness is over because there's no such thing as that now. You are in the world of Satan or you are in the image of God. Amen? Amen. Now, let's go to Genesis chapter 2. If we're to get back to being in his image of God, we need to know what that image is. So we, we covered the image of Satan. Matter of fact, we just looked in the mirror, basically. Our selfish, prideful, think, think how many decisions you make based on pride. Isn't that terrible? I'm just not gonna do that. As if you're the standard of it all. Selfishness, well, what's gonna be good for me? Think about that. And it becomes normal as we practice it. All our lives, we have been practicing being in the image of Satan. I know this is very hard. 
but it's all right because we, we're gonna we well, I'm not we're not gonna leave you there. <laughs> we born that, and all he wants to do is to reform us back into his image. But some of us don't want to let go. I like pride. I like arrogancy. I like to, to be known as somebody. Man, ain't no way in the world I would be known. I, I know I don't know anything now. Always knew I did. Oh, let me put. We got, we got, a, got some mute issues. Lord have mercy. All participants are muted, and they can unmute themselves. Hallelujah. One attribute about our God, we can find in Genesis chapter 2. See, one attribute that we can find in the beginning concerning God is, is in what God gave Adam to do. That's one attribute of God. We're going to see this. See, we, we, we see Satan. We, we're surrounded with him all the time. What we're doing now is finding what's the attributes of God? What's the character of God? And the first time in Genesis chapter 2, we can pick up on one of them. Let's look at it. Genesis chapter 2, verse 15. And the Lord took the man and put him into the Garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. Now, no, we're not going to talk about God gave Adam a job. What we're talking about is trying to find the character of Christ in this particular transaction. See, we see through this keeping of the garden, Adam could see the nurturing nature of God. Okay? You know, there's, there's a religious sect that believe in creationism. They believe that God created the heaven and earth, but they believe that he just left it alone after that. He just said, hey, you know, well, see you guys. Hope it works out for you. The theism, thank you. He says, that's what they believe. They believe there is an almighty but they don't believe he has anything to do with your everyday activities. But in this particular transaction or this instruction he gave to Adam, we see that he is a nurturing, caring God. See, God's not an absentee God right. at all. But, but a, a daily caring, he cares for us. He's that type of God, the daily training God. Each day has his challenges, but each day he's daily with us. To meet those challenges. Amen? Amen. And each day he keeps us. Each day he trains us. Therefore, one characteristic of God is that he is a caring God. He cares for his children. He looks after the welfare of others. Now, as we get reformed into this image, what will be our characteristic? This will be our characteristic. He said, when we perform these acts of kindness, we are being formed back into his image. It is in the daily exercise that the image will be returned. Let me say that one more time. It is in the daily practice, that's a better word, in the daily practice that the image is reformed. We have to daily practice the character traits of Christ in order for us to be reformed into his image. Does that make sense? Yes. See, also, let's go to one more verse uh, down. Let's start at verse 16. Also in the next verse, this other characteristic of God is, is pointed out. See, we just need to know what we're going to be. Anybody willing to be reformed? And we kind of need to know what we're going to look like. 
You know, everybody wants to know what they're going to look like. Well, here we go. We're about to go from selfish, bigoted, horrible, uh, covetous, lying, blaspheming, adulterous. We're going to go from there <laughs> into a caring, nurturing spirit. And also in verse 16, And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it, for in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. See, with God, there are protective guidelines. Some people call them rules. We look at them as protective guidelines, coupled with a choice. Another characteristic of God is choice. Amen? But he also gives us these guidelines. See, there is opportunity to take advantage of these, uh, of his wisdom, and uh, receive or experience good success or an opportunity to go the other way. We got to be that character too. We talked about this morning in Sabbath school. You know, everybody don't want to go the way you're going. And don't get upset that you couldn't, with your great knowledge, convince them to do that. God is a God of choice. You got to have that choice in you. If you talk to somebody about God and they blow you off, amen. Don't take it personally and, for, and also don't hate those people for not listening to you. Amen. Who are you that didn't listen to Jesus? Amen? Amen. So as we see this, this, these great protective guidelines he gives us, we are going to start walking in the guidelines because the guidelines are him. Yes. If we look at that, the guidelines are him. Right. And we'll start walking in the guidelines, because he is in us. Amen? Yeah. See, as we being, just know when you're being reconstructed, you, <laughs> you will be walking in these guidelines. Okay? So you're going to look a little different. You're going to act a little different. Let's go to Deuteronomy. We're going to look at these guidelines. He said we're going to, as God reforms us, we're going to start looking differently. We're going to start walking differently. We're going to start acting differently. And not because we're wonderful. It's just the presence of his spirit is different from the presence of Satan. We walk in the spirit of Satan. There's a way we look. We walk in the spirit of God. There'll be another way we look and another way we act. Does that make sense? In Deuteronomy chapter 4. Moses was laying this thing out. And we're going to start at verse 5. Because it's important to know that there's another way to live. In the Reformation, there'll be another way of living. A discipline is a good word. We, we got another way of living. And is it wonderful? Yes. Aren't you tired of living wrong? <laughs> and getting, the, getting all of the benefits of wrongnesses? <laughs> Your knees hurt. Your joints hurt, you're sick, you're mad, you're broke. All these things that come with living in the image of Satan. That's right. But no, they, uh, those people are rich. Man, you go home with them people. They're one hit away from being homeless. <laughs> you go to, oh, they go to all these parties. They get to go home with them. They're miserable. All of the, 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 the uh, what do you call it, all the accolades people give them are not enough. Would you, wouldn't you hate to live a life that you always had somebody, you needed somebody to praise you all the time? Or you're just depressed 
Well, that comes with the satanic territory. But I live in this big mansion, uh, uh, 20,000 square feet alone. You got no love. You got no hope. All you got is this pile of drugs and alcohol and parties and all that kind of stuff. You, you know, for, you, you got nothing. But that's the image of Satan. That's what Satan wants you to have is nothing. He wants you to be hopeless. He wants you to be depressed. He wants you to be sad. He wants you to give, all, give up everything for nothing. But God says, in this Reformation project, I'm going to pull you out of those mansions of nothingness and give you the mansions I built. I'm going to pull you out of the depression and give you a, a, a garment of praise. I'm going to give, bring you out of those prisons and set you on high. This is what happens in the Reformation Project. So I know some of us weren't excited about that when we started, but since that has been presented, I hope your excitement level goes up. Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 5 says, Behold, I have taught you statutes and judgments, even as the Lord my God commanded me, that ye shall do so in the land whether ye go to possess it. Keep therefore and do them. For this is your wisdom and your understanding in the sight of the nations, which shall hear all these statutes and say, surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people. Don't you want, you know, y'all like to hear that now. Oh, surely you just the best thing. Ooh, I love that. You are just wonderful. This way they're going to say it because your God is your God. They're going to say, wow. Verse 7 says, for what nation? Is there so great who hath God so nigh unto them as the Lord our God is in all things that we call upon him for? That's the image. That, that's, that's part of this Reformation project. We're going to walk differently. We're going to talk differently. We're going to do everything differently. And not because we're trying to prove a point. We're just going to be a different person because we we're being formed back into the image of the perfect one. Aren't you happy about that? being formed into the image of the perfect one. Now remember, we didn't say you are forming. You are being formed back to the image of God. Now, we will be his image because following his instructions shapes us into him. We begin to look like him. Following his character, following his, 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 uh, his way of operating, we start to look like him. And it's, remember, it is not the physical. Can we be all right with that? We talked about that earlier. When, when they were made in the image of God, excuse me, when they made into the image of God, it wasn't about the physical. Adam and Eve did not physically look like a spirit. They were what? Flesh and bone. I mean, you can read the first three chapters and you can see that was the instance but they had the they had the character and the spirit of God so God pronounced them they're in my image so don't try to put to to manufacture an outward appearance of the image of God because you're idol worshiping ooh all right <laughs> it's not about that our outer will be a result of the inner. The image of God is spiritual. God is a spirit. 
And this is what he's looking for. And yes, our physical will change because there is another image that we're living in. Amen? So don't put the cart before the horse. Well, if I dress like this, I'm in the image of God. God doesn't wear clothes. He ain't had a sandwich ever. <laughs> right? But he's always been an eternal spirit. And that's the spirit he's trying to put in us so we can be in his image. Amen? Amen? And the statues and the judgments tried to help us to get there. Amen? Amen. I wonder how it is to sit, sit out there. And listen to this crazy man talk. Because I, when he says things, they're just incredible to me. Amen. I'm like, wow, <laughs> that was all right. I, I, I didn't think of that. Thank you. <laughs> See, we're being his image because we follow these instructions. We shapes, it shapes us into him. See, now the statutes and the judgments, please understand, were designed to keep us ever mindful of the character of God. They were not to be worshipped. They were tools designed by the everlasting God to keep us mindful of him. Amen? See, see they were to elevate us into a state of uh, compassion and caring. They were to train us in becoming the image of God. Because we had gotten so far away, we needed some training and some tools. But sometimes we must know, I'm sorry, but something we must know, that statutes are a tool, but there is something else that changes us into his image. The statutes will never change us. They're good, because God gave it to us, right? but they aren't designed to change us. They were designed to keep us on the one, keep our minds on the one. Let's go to, if we would, 2 Corinthians. God specifically tells us what's going to reform us. Amen? Amen. Something else is changing us into his image. 2 Corinthians chapter 3. Aren't you glad he didn't leave us with this description of Satan and then we all just walked off? And left. Amen. Well, that's me. Guess I'm Satan's image. He said, this is what you will be because this is what I created mankind to be. Now, he, uh, 2 Corinthians in chapter 3. 2 Corinthians chapter 3. Let's begin at verse 17. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17. He says, now the Lord is that spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all, with open face beholding, as in a glass or mirror, the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image, from glory to glory, even as by who? The Spirit of the Lord. You want to know what's reforming you? It's the Spirit of the Lord. Because that's was the Spirit that was in Adam. When I say Adam, I mean Adam and Eve, man and, male and female. That was the spirit. That was the spirit that made them the image of God. And this is the spirit that's going to make us reformed back into the image of God. Aren't you excited that you're, going to be, you're being transformed even as we speak? Amen. He didn't leave us out there. Remember Isaiah said, God, he laid all our sins on his back. And because of that, 
we have the opportunity to take advantage of this reformation project called us. <laughs> We're not trying to reform a church. We're trying to get reformed. Ooh. Mm. And if we allow the spirit to reform us, we'll be a nation of people who have been reformed. Right. Amen. Right. To the image of God, not to anything else, but the image of God. Amen. And that's what's called, That's what uh, Sister Shaw was bringing out uh, this morning in, in the Christian walk segment. We will look differently we will, we will be different individual people, all reformed into the image of God. Do you think that Peter was the only one who had been reformed to the image of God? So all of us had to look like Peter. We got some Peters in here, don't we? We got some James and we got some Johns, don't we? Each individual, all reformed, into the image of God. Because you got to remember, God is so multifaceted. You can't be all of him. <laughs> but we can, we can reflect his image in what we are. All of us are not accountants. God is. I count the stars. What'd you do? <laughs> all of us are not teachers. God is. So he's got teachers. God, all of us aren't carpenters or bricklayers. God is. Amen. He's I'm the master builder. So you see, you can be the individual who has been reformed into the image of God without looking necessarily physically like someone else. Right. Don't take offense. Please don't. I don't know about you. I just wouldn't look good in a dress. Amen. I ain't trying that. That ain't me. Amen. So, so y'all y'all okay with that, aren't you? Amen. But if I tell you if y'all don't look and dress alike, y'all gonna get mad at me. Our focus is on letting the spirit reform us into the image. And whatever that physical image ends up being. You know what? We're not even going to look like this when we go to heaven. So who cares about this? Yeah. I'm not, uh, oh. As the spirit changes us into the image of God, there is a miraculous metamorphosis that occurs. An exciting experience takes place. Go to Colossians 3. How about you? This is fun. <laughs> Learning all this stuff and he's just talking and... Like, Lord, you really put me a bullseye on my head, didn't you? Um, <laughs> Colossians chapter 3. <laughs> Let's go to verse 8. Colossians 3, verse 8. Now look, there's a, a miraculous metamorphosis that takes place. An exciting experience. And, and, and starting at verse 8 of Colossians 3. But now ye also put off all these. So, hey, you know, like baggage we had, we found in 2 Timothy chapter 3. He said, now, guess what? You're going to put off all these. Now, who wouldn't want this out of their backpack? 
We've been carrying around this all the time. He said, you're going to put off these anger. Aren't you tired of being angry? Aren't you tired of letting stupid stuff make you angry? How oh, and you get angry about stuff this week and it don't even matter next week. You just wasted last week. He said, I'm gonna put that off of you. Amen? What else? How about wrath? Spend all our nights laying up in bed. I'm gonna get that person back. <laughs> yeah, tomorrow when I see them, mm-hmm. Yeah, I got something for them. On sight. <laughs> you know, it's phrases like that that we use, Sister Aaron, you know. I'm going I'm to knock him out on sight. Malice, blasphemy, filthy communication out of your mouth. Lie not one to another, seeing that, the, that you have put off the old man and, and with his deeds. This is the old image. This is the image of Satan that we have not, no longer uh, 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 reflecting. He said, and have put on this new man, which is renewed in knowledge after what? after the image of him that created him. Amen. Amen. So all those things leave your life. Anybody want to hang on to them? Here's your last shot. Any, any yays? No yays? Nays? Nays have it. <laughs> We're going to let him go. He's going to take them from us. That spirit that transforms us into his image, that one of the things he's going to do is to take these things from us. He said, he's going to what? Put off all these things. Everyone can take advantage of this. This is a transforming opportunity that you must or you should or we strongly urge you to take advantage of. Verse 11 says, well, there is neither Greek nor Jew. Oh, Lord. Hold on. This new man? This new transformed image person? There's neither Greek nor Jew? Circumcision? Uncircumcision? Barbarian, Scythian, bond, nor free? But Christ is all. And in all. But what are we going to do with the denominations, y'all? What's wrong? What are we going to do? <laughs> Brother asked me a question last night. Bible study. About, what about people who don't know? and They, they worship on, on Sunday. And what? I said, well, you better get used to them. Eternity is a long time. It's going to be a lot of folks do, looking a little different than you. Long as they have been transformed into the image of God. They might be Baptists. Oh, no. God forbid they're Catholic. Oh. <laughs> Muslim. Oh, Lord. Hindu. Jesus. Uh, you, we don't know where they are with God. And I don't know about you. I'm tired of trying to figure it out. That's not even my, it's not my job. My job is to take advantage of this opportunity to be transformed into the image of God. And God is so big. Now, look, I ain't saying, look, I'm going to say, I'll tell you this. Now, I don't want you all to get this twisted and say, Brother Shaw is a universalist. And there's one road to the Father. 
one. Jesus Christ the righteous. That's it now. I mean, you know, you can, you can believe in all that other stuff, but I know there's only one road to the Father. I just want y'all to know that so y'all won't be having a meeting. <laughs> all we're saying is it doesn't matter about the physical. It doesn't matter about the affiliations. We're talking about being affiliated with the master of it all Amen. through his spirit. Amen. And when we are all transformed, he puts the puzzle pieces together. I am no longer African-American. I was never African-American. That was a 1980s word that got made up and it was just wrong. But that's another conversation. But I'm no longer uh, whatever they call you. Yeah, right. I mean, it has nothing to, amen. I am not being identified any longer with that. I'm being identified because my image, I am in the image of the one and only living God. That's how you identify. See, the only reason you use the word Christians is because some heathens called you that. In the book of Acts, go ahead and look it up. In the book of Antioch, in the city of Antioch, all they, they said, uh, we're going to call them Christians. Because they be talking about this Christ figure, fella. And now, everybody want to be, yeah, we killed him. We, everybody want to be Christians, don't they? Do you know? It's going to have to be you, Lord. Um, mm. Amen. Amen. There'll be no distinction in heaven outside of who you are. So don't get wrapped up in your, in your labels. Don't get wrapped up in the labels. Because if the heathen is labeling you, who, you don't want a heathen label, do you? All we want is a label that says, I am in the image of the Most High God. That's right. Because that's what, what they, it was in, in the book of Deuteronomy, I believe we were reading. It said that the nations will say, who is such a God, your God, that is so close to you? That's the designation we want. We want to walk in a way that the nations, the denominations, the races will say, who is this God that is so close to you? Look at that. And it's his glory. Amen. Let us take advantage of this opportunity, y'all. Let us take advantage of Jesus giving us this opportunity. He afforded us this opportunity. Be glad in the mercy he has extended to us. We're going to end in the book of 1 John. 1 John chapter 3. First John chapter three. And let's go ahead and begin at verse one. See, this is what we ought to be hallelujah and celebrating this morning. He said, Behold, what manner of love. Hmm. The Father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. That sacrifice that we just so lightly take for granted. Open up this door for us to be called the sons of God. God, not the sons of anybody else, the son of God, amen? amen? Therefore, the world knoweth us not because it knew him not. Amen. Who? 
I don't care. I don't need to be known by what the world classifies as fame and fortune. <clears throat> Y'all got all of that. I just want to be called a son of God. He said, beloved, now are we the sons of God and it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him for we shall see him as he is. And every man that hath this hope in him does something very peculiar, purifies himself, even as he is pure. When that spirit begins the transformation project, there's some purification that happens. I want to tell you something. Anybody has ever been on a cleanse? There are episodes and cleanses. I think Sister Carlin used to call them health crises. Sometimes you have a crisis in the middle of a cleanse. Anybody ever been through that? And that's where 90% of the people stop. Oh, I'm sick. I'm, this ain't working. It, you got to get worse. Because you've been locked up. And every cell has locked up poison all these years. Now it says, I'm free. And it comes out. You break out in the hive. Oh, this ain't working. I'm going to the doctor. I need a shot. Nobody's, I understand. Just me. Okay. But in this purification process, you're going to have little episodes because sin is spewing out of you. Death is coming out. Anger and malice and all those things he said he's going to take from us, they start to come out. And because this is spiritual, they're not really happy to come out. Just think if you lived in a place, nice warm place all your life and got evicted. You'd be hot, wouldn't you? Well, the Holy Ghost is evicting these demons that are in us. And they, they, don't go, they can't go to court and try to get night. No, they, get, they got to go. So they're going to go kicking and screaming. No squatters rights. No <laughs> but, but we're happy, aren't we? Amen. Do you see the character? We're going to start walking as a people because we've got to first start walking as individuals. The individuals that have been transformed into the image of God. And just imagine, because the principle is, if you set your mind to do something, there's nothing can be withheld from this group of people. After we've been transformed, can you imagine the power that this little group will have in the glorification of the God of the heavens? There will be no issues when it relates to what the world can do. We were talking, I think it was the oldest son this week. You know, I, have, I got this vision, <laughs> always. And it's not, it doesn't involve church, okay? I don't normally have them outside of church because that's all I do, uh, my wife and I. Uh, but it was like, we're talking about building up this particular uh, type of community and you know, training and learning. And I said, the only reason it gets infiltrated is because of finances. You know, we have tried to have community development projects. We try to take the young people and train them in a way. And, but we always get infiltrated because finances. And you think you got to go write a grant, get some money. And so the grant people say, yeah, I'll give you a grant, but we're going to set one of us in there. Ten years later, it looks nothing like what you had planned. They've taken it over, and then they end up closing it. 
happens in churches too. But oh, if we would all get transformed, we're going to have to get a couple of those cattle off of those thousand hills. Some of that silver and gold that he has. So we don't have to have our hand out any longer. We don't have to say, well, we, we don't have enough. God, you gave us this idea, but we just, we just going to have to pray. Pray, yes. Move. Pray and move. If we get transformed, was there anything that could stand in front of Adam when he was in the image of God? Let me ask you this. Can anything stand before God right now? If you were in his image, can anything stand before you? See, that's why Satan had to get us out of the image. But oh, when we get back into this image, when the spirit converts us and forms us back into this image, there is nothing, nothing. He said nothing's impossible for those who believe. Nothing. So all the things we talk about will be done because we, we have, we have hum humbled ourselves, submitted ourselves into the transforming power of God. Wouldn't you love to have a, a, a group of people who, who can help? I saw, I saw a, a, a placket that said, uh, be a fountain, not a drain. Too many drains. Too many drains, not enough fountains. That's our vision for this group. We're going to be a fountain. Well, they come. And Isaiah talks about this. They come. And they, and they, and they, and they, and they, they not, not bow down, but they drink from the fountain. And that's going to be wonderful. But if you try, if you, if you, if you in this group trying to be a drain, it ain't going to work. <laughs> Because the transformed people don't drain anybody. They just build up and encourage and got evidence of it. See, there is a season of suffering. Everybody wants to go into that season. Everybody. Because we, we, we can glorify in our struggle. Anybody tired of that? Slavery's over. Most of our Christianity is, 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 is developed in slavery. We feel close to God when things are bad. That's what all the songs are. Look at all those songs. Oh, even civil rights song. We shall overcome. Stop singing that song. You are overcomer. Yeah, I'll be buried in my grave. Before I become a slave, I'll be buried in my grave and go see my Jesus. Stop it. You are out of the cotton field. We are in the newness of life. We're walking in the new man. Amen? Amen. We got new cotton fields. Memphis got a couple of them. Most people work at them. But we're not slaves any longer. The first thing he does is sets us free. Where there's the presence of God, there's liberty. Walk in the liberty of God. Lock with the assurance that the Reformation project has already started. He is well able to finish it. And don't go back to the beggarly elements any longer. Don't lean on them. Don't wish for them. Don't talk about them. They do not exist anymore in your life. Amen? Okay, calm down. It's a new day. It's a new way. The image of Satan has been defeated. Let it be defeated in your life and let the spirit of God reform his image so we may reflect the great image of our Savior. Let's have a word of prayer.
Heavenly Father, again in the name of the one who gave it all, the Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the Savior, the one who put it all on the line so we may have an opportunity to be reformed. We thank you for him. And it is in his name that we come to you. And Father, we thank you for the spirit that not only rains down upon us, but also takes our feeble prayers to your most holy throne. Here we are, Lord, giving our hearts and our lives to you, asking for the reformation. Lord, to be back formed in your image. Take these things from us. We give them to you, Lord. The image of Satan no longer has place in our lives. From this moment on, Lord, you give us the power to overcome. That we may never go back to the beggarly elements. Not a dog returning to his vomit. But there is a new life now. There's a new responsibility. There's a new way to walk. There's a new presence. Oh, there's a new joy in our hearts, even at this time. Let us enjoy it. Let us move forward in it. And not for us only, but Lord, for two other reasons. To glorify your name and to share your way with others. Let the nations come and see the dedication level that we have to you and you to us. So they may ask that question, who is your God? And we'll be able to testify through not only word, but experience. And in the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. How long? Not long. We will make this announcement. 